No, I'm not the wild one, but I'ma fucking turn up until I see the morning sun. Set that tiger bone, got the henny up. <laughs> Blow the bitches like I'm blowing through some cleanness. No more pussy for bitch cause y'all fucking up. These bitches fucking on each other, man's enough. Welcome back. We are doing the main show. Just finished doing Patreon. You are listening to the Con Men Podcast. Um, I was just thinking about this, that everyone has like their own way they start their show. I, I've started this show like a million different ways. Yeah. is it Should it be more uniform? I don't think so. Let's just fuck around. I mean... You didn't come for the intro. You came for the... For the boys, uh, we are know. here. Is, I don't know. I I mean, I start off. I have like an intro to my show, but mm. I'm you know my show is like audio, and I'm a creature of habit. I like an I like developing a nice template in which I do everything. But mm. also, like, I don't have a co-host, and yeah. I don't have guests, and I don't. I'm talking to myself for like two hours. So See, I, yeah, I if I was doing the show by myself, I'd probably be maybe more buttoned up version of it mm-hmm. so like i mean i i write the episodes pretty similar like i i i it's it's a template that i follow but it's not an actual template that i have but i kind of know like i write the same way but as as far as like introductions i mean we we used to just like kind of go into it first 10 minutes we just fuck around we should just fuck around, but like now we get more into it because before we're like, oh, we'll be, we're on YouTube, so pe- more people will will start to like come in as we're like ten minutes into the show gives people time to get in. But fuck YouTube, we're I mean we still have two strikes on there, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> uh, YouTube. I mean the channel's growing, and like I mean we're like six hundred, so it's like it's not a super huge channel, but it's it's still there, and a lot of people will get. Uh, they'll get their notifications dinged when we start putting stuff up. But I mean, we're audio, audio. We're, we're, we're our audio numbers are probably four times bigger than our our, our video uh, numbers. So yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, yeah, yeah YouTube is uh, they suck, dude. Yeah, uh, when we're talking about this off air. Um, we we probably won't. I love doing the premieres because you get to talk to everybody that that watches the show in real time. But I think for now, we won't be premiering any full episodes on there until our strikes are gone. You have strikes for 90 days. I think that's like a newer thing. Used to be Strikes used to be on there permanently. But I they, they expire after 90 days as far as I know. It says, it told me that my strike was expiring in December. So, so yeah, I think for now, we're just going to put clips. I got a lot of uh, ideas for shorts. Like I put out that thing about um, Project Lifelog on there. That that did pretty well on Instagram. I gotta throw that on YouTube. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have stuff like that. Just 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 like really condensed episodes or just clips from the show. Just to bring people to the show. And because I know when I see a podcast on like YouTube, Rumble, or whatever. I'm not just going to jump into it like, oh, look what they're talking about. I'm, I'm not going to wait 90 minutes to be like, oh, okay. Like, this is what it is. I, I, I want something shorter to bring me in. That That's my kind of my thinking on all that kind of stuff. Yeah, short stuff is, is great. Um, 
to kind of hook you. Like, there's a lot of people who do shit like that. Like, um, Matt Christensen on YouTube. He's like, if I mean, if you're more libertarian minded or, um, you know, or just kind of conservative in general, and you kind of keep up with, uh, you know, modern politics, like very, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Like Matt Christensen, is, he does very short videos, usually about one very specific thing. Mm-hmm. And then he has the, uh, a, a show called the Matt and Blonde show. Yeah. A more long form podcast, which he, it's amazing. Cause he juggles like, Super chats and fucking D live and all the shit in, yeah. in real time on the show. It's really good. It's on, it's on, uh, what was it? I think every Wednesday and then they do a Sunday call in live show on, on YouTube. And, but it's like those little short videos. It's like how I found out about that dude. And yeah. like, they're great. And they can, they can be about a variety of things. They're usually something that's in the news, basically kind of pointing out the hypocrisy of the media and politicians and, saying one thing and doing another. And then there's like crazy people like Sam Hyde, who I'm a huge fan of Sam Hyde. I'm so glad that he's like fighting people. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, uh, but yeah, Sam Hyde, he's, they've got like, you know, he's got a bunch of short uh, videos all over YouTube and shit. And you can go to his actual website and uh, get all the long form podcasts and video podcasts and shit of his. And, so it's like, yeah, I think short videos is going to be the way to go in the future just to kind of hook people. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like you, you got to get the, the short, the short form gets you into the long, the long form. Um, and we're, we're working on a bunch of video stuff here. Uh, we, we got, we got this network going on. You, you check out the Skeleton Factory podcast, who's also here. Of course, Adam is the host of that. So. Yes. You got to go and check him out. He's going to be putting out video stuff very, very shortly. And uh, the, the new podcast with, with the network is uh, All My Demons Podcast, which they're going to be doing video stuff. And I know you guys have seen their stuff because um, we've had Whitney on the show. We have Vanessa on the show. And people are going to want to, th- I mean, Whitney does a bunch of burlesque stuff on her Instagram. So follow her. Um, I'm pretty sure she's not going to appreciate the dick pictures, but if you're a fan, send the dick pictures. Okay. Whatever. Maybe she will. Who knows? Who knows? If if you have the good dick, then she was like, Hey, that that's fine. Also, uh, (coughs) yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, their show's really good. I produce their show and they're, (coughs) they're very funny. And, um, I don't know. It's pretty chill. It's, it's, it's pretty apolitical actually. It's just, uh, you know, people hanging out, talking shit and, um, you know, I, I, I'm on third mic on that show, but I don't say a whole lot. I just kind of let, just let Vanessa and Whitney do their thing. But, and Vanessa and Whitney have also been on Skeleton Factory's Patreon. If you, if you uh, want to check out that. She, um, she's and, really funny too. Yeah. <laughs> just, and my Patreon just, just uh, for <laughs> Skeleton Factory Patreon. If you're a patron, great. Um, that basically gives you access to, uh, the shows on there for a full week ahead of everybody else. And then I release all the other episodes. I release all episodes for free after one week. So, um, you can go there now and hear everything. Uh, if you want to become a patron, then you know that it, it supports. Yeah. Skeleton factory. It supports con men and it supports, uh, uh, all my demons and it makes it, it makes it so we can have this studio. So yeah, th- th- this, all this stuff that, that, that like the Patreon 
we were talking about this before the show started. Um, that money that we're getting from there, we're, we're buying new cords for the cameras. We're buying headphones. Uh, we're about to get a new camera so we can do two camera shows. So everything that you guys are contributing, you guys are literally funding the show. You're, you're, you're funding multiple shows. And we're not taking this money and like spending it on anything. Like we're this is we're we're using this money to make a better product. So like you guys are like Patreon people, like or anyone, or or if you're just like downloading the episodes on audio, like you guys are helping us out because uh, we the show has grown in the last year. We've grown probably ten times as big as we were since uh, episode three. And I'm not I'm not over exaggerating. It's like the numbers on audio are are pretty crazy. I would have never thought we'd have these numbers, and we can uh, we can sell that. Um, well, not sell. We can send those numbers to potential sponsors. So that would that would help bring in more money for the show. We keep making the show bigger, two to three cameras switchers and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's all the boring stuff on it. But just yeah. want to give a quick thank you to you guys. Um, when we put it in the beginning of the show, because a lot of people, when they, when they hear it, they're like, Oh, show's over. So, but <coughs> definitely sign on the Patreon. We're putting out bonus episodes every week. Um, and it helps out the show, helps out the studio, but yeah. You know, you know what? Mm. We might as well just do plugs now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all my demons, their, their first episodes up now they're on, uh, they're at all my demons pod on Instagram and all, uh, all my demons is on Spotify and it's going to be on all other, um, um, podcasting platforms very soon. But right now they're just on Spotify and anchor and, uh, skeleton factory. Um, uh, my show, it's, uh, all about cult films and, and, um, if you're like a film nerd, and that's on uh, skeleton underscore factory on Instagram, uh, SF podcast ATX on Twitter, and the Skeleton Factory podcast. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and you guys know where to find us. We're on Instagram, con underscore men uh, underscore podcast on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter, comment podcast one, and on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, follow us there. But yeah, but but speaking of YouTube, <laughs> we got to talk about our, our topic for the day. So back in the day, in like 2012, when YouTube was at its height, you used to have the fucking best conspiracy videos. Anyone that, that's mm. in this community knows, like, they used to have the fucking... Because you, back in the day, you can only put, like, I think the limit was, like, like a 10-minute video or 15-minute video on YouTube. So, you used to get these long, like, you got a bunch of, like, 15-minute videos breaking down the Illuminati and how Jay-Z was doing this for the Illuminati and uh, Madonna was doing the... Um, one of the the dances to, to get uh, the Illuminati dance for the sacrifice, all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, one of my favorites was the one about the FEMA camps. So there was uh, there was this conspiracy where they had videos of, of these trains carrying these FEMA coffins. Do you remember seeing these back in the day? Yeah, yeah. There there was a lot of that. There was um, <laughs> also. 
I mean, like back in the day, uh, all of Alex Jones's uh, movies and documentaries were, were on YouTube for free. Yeah. And, you know, and if you go back to like, you know, 9-11, it's like, like Loose Change was on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Truth of Lies 9-11 was on there. Truth of Lies 9-11 is still on there. You can still find it, but you have to dig a little deeper. Yeah, it, um, it's kind of like the... Like the um, yeah, like the 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 new Pearl Harbor, the the five hour nine eleven video, the the best documentary there is. It used to be Loose Change, but the new nine eleven, the new Pearl Harbor, is is it's got it's a gold standard for nine eleven videos. The, that's the shit. It is the best documentary. It's five hours long, <laughs> and it has fucking everything, and it's corroborated. It is it, it's the best one, and, and it's still on YouTube. You can still find it. It's hard to find, but it's there. And that's not, that's really not that bad considering people will easily fucking watch fucking six hours of Netflix. Yeah. The way I consumed it was I would watch an hour and a half to two hours a night of it. And I ended it like by night two, I, I just watched the whole five hours, <laughs> the whole yeah. four, the four hours that I, that I hadn't watched yet. But, but yeah, so YouTube was like that. And they used to, like it was it was like the wild west for videos, like you can you have all the conspiracy videos like you, it basically it's it's what Rumble is today. Rumble has everything. You can see the the Michelle Obama is a man video that's still on there. <laughs> like you you have all the fun ones, and I, I really don't know why they took it. Oh yeah, because Google bought YouTube. That's what happened. But like the, all this stuff, and also that's the whole thing about like misinformation. It's just like, what's wrong with having misinformation? Yeah, wouldn't better information or combat that? Like if if you're if if you're so sure you're right, then why don't you just let the truth win? Also, like if <laughs> if you get rid of all misinformation, and then all the information that's left is supposed to be like the correct factual information. That's not going to stop people from not believing it. Yeah. So that's going to put people even, they're going to put them into an even like darker place. Like they, they got to go and seek, they're going to find it regardless. They're going to be, they're going to put themselves into an even close, another bubble. Like they'll be an eight chan and they'll be saying some crazy shit. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with four chan or eight chan, but like you're putting them all in the same place when they're never going to disagree with each other. So like that, I mean, you, and then it's harder to track these people. You're, you're, you're creating a bunch of, you're you're creating something else is what you're doing. Maybe that's what they want. But, but like, besides that whole rant on YouTube, it was about FEMA coffins and FEMA camps, all that kind of stuff. But what if I was to tell you all that shit was real? It's not just conspiracy. It's a thing called Rex 84. And if you if you know anything about Rex 84, it's about it's about FEMA camps, it's about underground trains, all the fun shit that's fucking terrifying. FEMA camps. But um I got to give a quick shout out to uh Project Notor- Notorious. He's on Instagram and he actually um cuz he was like, "Hey, um if you ever need help writing an episode, uh, let me know. I was like, oh, well, I'm working on Rex 84, and he went and got, he went and supplied me with a bunch of information. So big shout out to him. He's on Instagram at underscore project underscore notorious underscore. But he's 
he he is he's a real uh, he he's part of the community. So give that guy a follow. But yeah, um, <coughs> Rex eighty four is short for readiness nineteen eighty four. This document was introduced in 1983 and 84 as part of a uh, furtherment slash evolution of larger readiness exercise. The Department of Defense Civil Disturbance Plan, also by its um, cryptonym, the Garden Plots. Operation Garden Plan is pretty fun. So it's... Uh, it's the De- Department of Defense Civil Disturbance Plan was a, a, a general U.S. Army and National Guard plan to respond to major domestic civil disturbances within the United States. The plan was developed in response to the civil disorders in the 1960s and fell under control of U.S. Northern Command or NORTHCOM. It provided federal military law enforcement assistance to local governments during times of major civil disturbances. So this is a lot of the stuff is COINTELPRO stuff. This mm-hmm. was the stop uprising. This is the parent um, hedge against the the um, uh, the new Marxism that they made up. That was, I mean, a lot of that stuff was true. Like Marxism was making a they were they were trying to stop Marxism, but a lot of it was made up by by these uh, departments in order to create a surveillance state. Yeah. Which is sort of double-edged sword. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think Marxists. I think Marxists should. We should be keeping an eye on people like that. Yeah, because they believe in nonsense. Yeah, and we should keep. We should know who these fucking people are. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, it also, it's like, I don't know. At the same time, I'm like, uh, maybe that's not good to surveil fucking. Uh, citizens because i don't think that's a good idea either yeah but um i don't know i i hopefully people are not dumb enough to fall for some marxist nonsense well it it's it's the programs that it it's it's like the old saying that like hell is paved with with good intentions the, yeah the road to hell is paved with good intentions yeah so the these these good intentions that the, that they've said um it creates an infrastructure because maybe maybe some people had good intentions. They're like, oh, we, we don't want this shit to like start like seeping into our culture and it's gonna split us up, whatever. But then you have like the Oliver Norts, you have the Donald Rumsfelds, like the these people are gonna weaponize this kind of stuff and they're gonna use it to to I mean to to attack its own civil uh, civilians or to. To like lie us into wars and stuff like that. Yeah. So speaking of uh, Oliver North, it was written by Oliver North as National Security Council aide and liaison to FEMA, as well as John uh, Birkenhoff. He was the head of the National Preparedness Programs based on a 1970s U.S. Army War College report written by FEMA. Um, but it was written by then FEMA chief Louis uh, Gafrida, which proposed the detention of 25 million American Negroes. <laughs> That's funny that they actually proposed that. They're like, oh, well, well, let's we, we'll we'll come up with the detention center for 21 million. <laughs> How many black people were around in the 1960s? I don't think. That's there's, basically all of them. I don't think there's 21 million now. <laughs> yeah. 
that's there might be. What's the thirteen percent of three hundred and twenty million people? It's not one hundred and twenty-one million. No, no, twenty-one million, not one hundred twenty-one million. Oh, twenty-one million. Uh, that's probably like is, that's probably like ten percent of of. I'm just making that number. Oh, sorry. That's <laughs> just kick the dog in the face. Don't kick the dog in the face. <laughs> he might not survive that. Uh, yeah, there might be 21 million black people in America. That sounds that sounds about right. Yeah. So so yeah. So they have tension for 21 million American Negroes. This is quotes. I'm not Negroes. saying the word Negroes. I mean, I'm saying. Well, you are. I'm you saying are. it, but. <laughs> uh, if if. Hold on. Um, yeah, th- and this was the stop. A black militant uprising. So just like everything in the 1960s, the government did stuff because they were terrified of black people. That's just what it was. There's a, according to the internet, there is 41.6 million black people. Holy shit. As of 2020 in the United States. So 1960, that's probably, so he wanted to put 21 million. So that's all of them. That's this all is in the 60s? Yeah, 1960s. That's probably about right. That, yeah. that would be all black people. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. You should <laughs> You shouldn't have that guy in charge of anything. <laughs> I know a guy. He has some crazy ideas, but he gets shit done. Okay. I mean Okay, what is it? There are 2 million people. Well, 2 million yeah. people are incarcerated in the United States right now. I, I think I don't. I so don't imagine ten times that. That's this doesn't even make sense. Yeah, that would be there's the, the prisons would be like liquor stores. You'd have a prison across the street from another prison. Yeah, that's the only way you're gonna have twenty one million black people. Fuck, that's a lot. God damn. Yeah, no, you we, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, so this thing when it was developed and because uh, when it was originally being developed because it, it wasn't Rex eighty four at first. It was, uh, it, it, I mean, it was a bunch of different projects all put into one. So later on, when, when Rex 84 came about, uh, it was the president at the time was Ronald Reagan and the CIA director was at that time was William J. Casey. Of course that fucking monster. I mean, those, uh, I mean, Bill, that, Bill Casey, dude, he's one of, he's one of, the, the 1980s, man, is a wild time. Him, I, him and Oliver North, man, were fucking butt buddies. Yeah. I, I, I think Oliver North was also, he also mentored Donald Rumsfeld. Mm. I, I think uh, that video you were telling me about, um, the one about, what, what's that Rumsfeld documentary about the known unknowns? Uh, uh, unknown knowns. Yeah. Great one, by the way. It's, it's not really a conspiracy documentary, but it, it like, it, it shows what, how much of a psychopath and how fucking smart Donald Rumsfeld actually was. Yeah. Donald, Donald Rumsfeld is a pretty sharp guy. He was a master of the, of the English language. Yeah. He was, he was a, he was a slick, slick guy. They would be asking him about shit and he would like turn it on the media and they had no answer to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's way too slippery to be cornered into any kind of admitting any wrongdoing of any kind. Maybe, maybe lizard people just have bigger brains. They just can grasp the, the, the English language or any language. Yeah. Because they have a forked tongue. Yeah. (laughs) So the government is terrified of its own citizens. So they have been developing these programs for years. Like I was saying, COINTELPRO branched off 
uh, uh, to Operation Chaos and Project Lantern Spike, which Lantern Spike was where this is how they spied on MLK, and this is how they eventually assassinated him. And then uh, the next project over was Garden Plant and all the way to Rex 84. So what is Rex 84 exactly? We, we have to start with President Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. He created FEMA in 1979 to give the government powers to deal with disasters. Good thing, right? But <laughs> it gives the government ultimate powers. They can create disasters. Yeah, Jimmy Carter wasn't exactly the most popular president ever. Oh, he's a fucking pussy also. Yeah. And they were like, oh, he's a nice guy. Like, oh, yeah, the, the, the guy was a shitty president. Um, I don't want a nice guy. Yeah, I, I, I want a guy with mean tweets. Bring him back. Put him back on Twitter. Yeah, I want uh, I want uh, a mean, tan man. TV show host that made firing people fucking awesome. Yeah, I want a president that's in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, I want, I want my president, like you were saying, WWE Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. That's right. He fucking, he could take, didn't he get, didn't Stone Cold, didn't he stun him, or was that only, was that um, only Vince McMahon who's been Stone Cold stunned I th- I a thousand times? I think that was just Vince McMahon. He had, uh, he clotheslined Vince McMahon. Yeah. Clotheslined him. So, Jimmy Carter created FEMA, but then it was weaponized when Reagan took office. Some of his officials went to FEMA with plans to suspend the U.S. Constitution in the event of a devastating nuclear strike that destroyed the American infrastructure, communications, and command control. Command and control. So they they, <laughs> they proposed, like, what if we just take all the fucking power <laughs> when this thing sure. happens? It's just, yeah. What if you could just fake? What if you could just nuke your own country just so you can be in power? But what would you be in power over? Just a no, you just crater in the ground. You just nuke one city, because mm. you're not nuking your whole country. You're like, all right, just sacrifice a city. Yeah, in like, order. Who? All right. So, what city would you take out? What city would I take well, out? Yeah. Well, first of all, you would have to pick a city that's of at least enough significance to get everybody to fall in line. Yeah. So, um, but it can't be too important it, it would have to be completely expendable but also big enough to uh, um i'd probably say um i wouldn't say like new york city's off the table you would you, because a lot of people hate the the coastal cities so they wouldn't yeah. be that upset but like if you took out like but a you'd have to columbus but, ohio but you're like, saying straight up just nuke it like boom gone 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 interesting uh do we need columbus ohio i don't think so I don't know. I've never been there. Um, exactly. No one has an opinion on it, unless you're from Ohio. That's interesting. You well, just take out a capital about city. Just all of Delaware. Yeah. Just blow. That's up not Delaware. that many people. Yeah. Uh, let's see. But then we're like, why would they take out Delaware? What's in Delaware? What do they grow there? Uh, apparently, presidents with dementia. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's less than a million people in Delaware. Yeah, I mean that wouldn't less be the less than w- a million. That's it. Basically, has the same population as San Francisco. That's crazy. 
So it's just, less than how many people live in San Francisco? Like th- three million people, four million people? No, it's 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 under a million. Really? That was yeah. a major city. I guess because it's small, all, all the town people. I mean, everyone lives before the it. pandemic, when people were just coming into, um, just uh, like people who come into town just to work, sometimes it would it would be over, it would be well over a million. But when everyone leaves town, like it goes under a million. San Francisco, as of twenty twenty, and that's twenty twenty. Mm. Um, uh, eight hundred seventy-three million. Oh, I'm sorry, a thousand. I was like, what? Yeah, isn't that, yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> no, twenty um, percent no, of the country lives there. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's under, and then it says like metro area population of San Francisco. Whatever the fuck that means. I, I'm assuming they're in, they're also including like Oakland and shit like that. Yeah. So the immediate area is like three million. Also, but San Francisco is perfect because like. Like what's the what's the blast radius of a nuclear bomb? It's like five miles, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Because San Francisco I'll say is, yes. is seven by seven miles, mm-hmm. so you can drop a bomb in the exact middle of it, and fucking the blast radius would take out just about everybody. Dude, this is starting to make me think that they're gonna do this now. Drop it on San Francisco. They're gonna drop it somewhere because that's where all major like a false. Like, imagine like, a nuclear bomb Twitter's false there. flag. Woo! Yeah. That would be a wild one. Just. There's, there's, and, and then Vladimir Putin's like, I, no, I didn't do that. And then you fucking liar. You did it. You did it. And you will pay for what you've done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, the nuclear bomb false flag's coming, guys. Just letting you know. Yeah. Right San Francisco now. is under 900,000 people. So if you just nuked that and it's a seven by seven, uh, seven mile by seven mile, like, I, w- I would say San Francisco. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're kind of asking for it. It's like they're wearing, no, they're, they're wearing they're, a little skirt. They're uh, they're only five. They're the perfect nuclear like Holocaust. It's a city. great. It's a great city. But if you want to just wipe it, wipe it out, and then start over, I'd say San Francisco. I think they want to start over too. They're I think like, they want. I think they want. Yeah, they would want this more. Like, than this anybody. is this is welcoming. We can't go there for about five hundred years because of. The, is it five hundred years? I don't know. What about what about Nagasaki and Hiroshima? No Do people live there? there still? Yeah, right. So we we gotta have Ryan Dean on the show. Uh, he says that we didn't really nuke them. He had something. He had like some take on on like uh, nuclear bombs. So how he, he doesn't believe we dropped the bomb on either one of them. Well, he there. I don't know. I I I want to talk to him about this. He's he said he come on the show. I want to talk about nuclear bombs with him because he said there's something about that he doesn't believe. I don't want to misquote him because we talked about this a while ago. He doesn't believe that there's such thing as nuclear bombs. I think I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. I'll have him on the show. I'll, I'll I'll reach out to him because it's very interesting. Because I I I've heard people talk about it, but I I never actually heard the whole argument for it. So I'm I'm open for anything. If you can convince me that nuclear bombs were never invented. We we lost some of our it, today's is, is a wild one because we forgot to record in the first uh Patreon, but we ended up recording it again. But yeah, um yeah, but we're we're talking about Ryan Dean how he where um a lot of the stuff with his um his take on if nuclear weapons even exist. Well, yeah, that, that's that's an interesting conversation we can have on, on a future episode. But FEMA has been doing these readiness exercises since 1982. Diana Reynolds, 
affiliated with the Edward R. Murrow Center at Fletcher School for Public Policy at Tufts University, revealed the names of these joint exercises in a 1990 article, the Covert Information Bulletin. Uh, one was called the Proud Saber slash Rex 82 or the pre-nest and Rex 84 slash night train. Rex 84 would eventually become an umbrella term for the entire series of Reagan era acts and exercises. Investigative journalist from the Miami Herald, Alfonso Charty wrote a piece about the readiness act. He mentioned the secret government that was putting the thing all together in his 1987 article. It said the following, which we, we wrote this on the last one. We, we didn't lose too much of it, so that's good. So, in this article, it said, Oliver North, involved with FEMA, set off the first major clash between the official government and the advisors and led to the formal letter of protest in 1984 from then-Attorney General Smith. FEMA's clash with Smith occurred over a secret contingency plan that called for suspension of the Constitution, tuning are turning control of the United States over to FEMA appointment of the military commanders to run state and local governments and declaration of military law during oops, military law. Man, what the heck happened? Hold on. Oh, what the fuck? Military. I just lost my spot. Um. Oh, martial law. In declaration, declaration of martial law during a national crisis. The martial law portions of the plan were outlined in a 1932 memo by Gefrida, Deputy for National Preparedness Program. John Brickenhoff, a copy of the memo, was obtained by the Herald. The scenario outlined in the Brickenhoff memo resembled somewhat a paper Gefrida, then the FEMA director, had written in 1970 at the Army War College in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, in which he advocated martial law in case of national uprising by black militants. A paper also advocated the roundup and transfer transfer to assembly centers or re relocation of at least 21 million American Negroes. But yeah. So they're essentially building uh, concentration camps for American citizens is what essentially happened in before this thing was all before we lost uh, some of our 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 audio was these they have the infrastructure for building concentration camps they can put them people in prisons which we have thousands of prisons <coughs> we have military uh, bases that you can stick people into and uh, we're talking about what's his name um uh, George Takai. George Takai. How his parents were in concentration camps as and then he's still a um still a Democrat, even though FDR was throwing his people in concentration camps. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um and George Takai, he was he was five. Yeah. I like in that Forbes article, they're like, uh all what was the exact wording for it? 
They said, um, the U.S. government did not accuse the five-year-old Takai or his baby brother and sister or even his parents of espionage or of, uh, <laughs> or any other crime. No, he, he, Five-year-old George Takai was not in cahoots. Yeah, they're just like, the kid's just gay as fuck. Like, get yeah, get, this is get your gay kid in the fucking <laughs> into the cage. We don't want gay Japanese babies running around America in yeah. 1942. It's unacceptable. You just look at the kid like, ugh. <laughs> the program was designed to protect the government from a citizen uprising. Uh, a whistleblower named Ron Ridenauer, a a Vietnam vet wrote an article titled Garden Plot and SWAT U.S. Police as New Action Army. In this article, he wrote about the 1969 Operation Cable Splicer. The training exercise simulated a domestic military action designed to quell civil unrest in the western states, California, Oregon, and Washington. Governor Reagan gave an opening speech to the personnel involved in Cable Splicer. Um... Which featured the ominous opening had like laugh lines. <laughs> I hate that we had to do this again because <laughs> we had the the whole joke about um, about Seinfeld about what's the deal with. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it had like laugh lines, and then he said, and it, this is according to this Vietnam vet that was there. He said, "Quote." Uh, well, Reagan says, quote, you know, there are people in in the state who, if they could see this gathering right now, my presence here would decide their worst fears and convictions had been realized. I was planning a military takeover. <laughs> this is what future uh, President Reagan would say when he was governor. Mm. So um, attorney. So one of the people that work with him in, in his cabinet as governor, General uh, Edwin Meese. Uh, he uh, he said of Cable Splicer, Operation Cable Splicer, this is an operation, this is an exercise, this is an objective, which is going forward because in the long run, it is the only way that we will be able to prevail. Meese would later be implicated in a number of Reagan White House, uh, he, was, he was involved in his, some of his ethical lapses and would be forced to resign as Attorney General due to the, the WedTech no-bid scandal. So these camps are set up throughout the country. Like if you think of it, like the you could fit all these people in in military bases, um, fit them in prisons. Like all the infrastructure is there. Yeah. Um, but you can you can easily fit them in in a military base like Fort Bliss. Fort Bliss is the size of a small city. So is Fort Hood. Fort Hood is fucking massive. It's it's like, I mean. <sighs> I mean, if you see it at night, I bet it's fucking, it's huge. It's just like in the middle of the desert, just all military bases. So you have all this stuff. Uh, and like we were saying, Rex 84 and Operation Garden Plot were designed to stop a black uprising. But today it could be used on any citizen. Like, say, mm -hmm. somebody that doesn't want to get the vaccine or is critical of the war in Ukraine. And we say, hey, well, um... This is obviously a proxy war. Yeah, and just uh, just for numbers' sake, Fort Hood has a population of twenty three thousand three hundred two people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's like a it's a 
I mean, how many people live on Fort Bliss? That's what I want to know because I think that's the largest one. Fort Hood used to be the biggest one. But uh, so so the the infrastructure exists. If the government deems you as a threat, they could just round you up. Like they've done it before. It's not like something where like oh like it's this can't happen. Yes, it happened to Japanese people. <laughs> uh, it, so they seem. So just a week ago, the DOJ rounded up a bunch of like. Did you hear about this? The pro-life activists. So they rounded up a bunch of people. And, I didn't hear about that. And they're facing eleven years in prison for for what? protesting at a like being pro-life. Where and trying they, to rescue where, where rescue uh, people doing abortions, they're trying to get them to not do abortions. No, but where? Um, I have it saved somewhere. I po- I posted on on Instagram the other day. Were they on like federal property or something? I gotta look more into. It. I didn't I didn't get too far into it, but it was. But how many years were they talking? Eleven years. That's a long time. So it says right here, according to this person, it says. DOJ today charged 11 pro-life activists with with face act violations for alleged incident in March 2021, 18 months ago. Allegedly held non-violent rescue event at abortion clinics. They face up to 11 years in prison and $250,000 in fines. That's crazy. That's yeah, fucking wild. That is, that is fucked up. So this thing can get even worse. Biden said he's going to make some executive orders to deal with climate change. If you don't believe in their climate scam, they can round you up and put you in prison. He didn't say that, but this is what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or they're they're going to try to do it. I don't think it's there. I don't think they're going to have any luck with that. Or they might. Who knows? They're going to keep doing this until like they're basically trying to neuter you. Yeah. They, they they don't want you to push back at all. They're, they're going to want you to, like, kind of just accept it. Like, whatever. Uh, we'll just, as long as you leave me alone. Like, no. It's it's going to it's gonna keep getting worse. They'll never leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> they're just going to keep prodding you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's one of the things that made me think about how insane the government can get, just, like, look what happened in Australia. They started, like, people that were breaking, like, COVID protocols, they were, like, rounding them up and then putting them in these, like, um, I, I guess sort of like concentration camps when you think of it. Mm. Like, they were, they were, they were there. What I think this all was, was a big test to see, it, it, see if they can do it and see how they can do it. Right, they need. They're still working out the kings. Yeah, they're like let's, let's try Australia. It's not a, I mean, it's a big country, but it's not a lot of people, compared to like f- for the size it is. <coughs> I mean, there's millions of people that live in like Sydney and whatever. But also, they have like fucked up gun laws and shit like that. They're like a place like, like Australia, be easy to take over. Yeah, it was just like a big, it was like a case study, and they really fuck with these people and they went insane. So, like, a lot of people, I, I think it really turned people against the government there. Maybe they're just trying to stoke this violence and, and chaos. I, I definitely think they're trying to uh, keep chaos going. Because if you have chaos, then you have to create laws to protect everyone from the scary chaos. Yeah. 
And really what they're doing is they're just constantly trying to chip away at your rights. Yeah. That's what all of this is coming down to. They want to chip away at your rights and they want to make money while doing it. Mm-hmm. That's It's that simple. Yeah. So this is, this is all like fucking scary shit. It's very scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like I was saying earlier, they have the infrastructure. The United States currently sits on a thousand, thousands of underground tunnels. Mm-hmm. Anyone that knows, like we we talked about this, we talked about it on the PizzaGate episode, where they have underground tunnels with 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 trains. Um, they were able to traffic children. Um, we also talked about it on the Project Montague episode, um, where all that that whole military, uh, that whole base was underground. Uh, S four, uh, that's where Bob Lazar was at. He said that was like inside of a fucking mountain, so that's underground. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, like, if you don't believe me, the Montauk one is like, you, you can go, I think it's on Long Island. It's like on the, on the top part of Long Island and you could see that the whole military, cause the military base isn't like, they're not there anymore, but it, like shit's still there. You could still, it's like a national park there. You can see that everything is underground there. So they have all these things are underground military bases. So they already have it, and like, who knows if these military bases are connected through an underground train? That's not that crazy to say. I mean, that's that's not crazy. There's a lot of underground. Uh, th- well, was it like Elon Musk is making the Hyperloop? That's the the idea behind that is it's a fucking underground train. Yeah. Um, the fucking the Bart the Bart train in San Francisco is mm-hmm. famously a tunnel that goes across the bay, it goes under the ocean. Yeah, it's under the water. That's it, that 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 always is like, and it connects San Francisco to Oakland, and it's like that's not weird. That's been around since the seventies. Yeah. So. Yeah, who knows what these like military train system that they have that they won't tell about tell yeah. anybody like it's and and all and. I mean, for why wouldn't you have one of those? If you think the, that those people who had what eleven years fucking sentence for protesting like. It's like a second degree manslaughter with a firearm is it carries a 10 year minimum sentence. Yeah. You know, it, I mean see that this kind of shit should bother you. Even if you if yeah. you don't it doesn't matter what your opinion on pro life, pro choice, like you you're going to throw people in you should be pro protest. And that's in Connecticut by the way. Just uh, that's not like Texas law, but I, yeah. I was just citing just a random state. Connecticut mm-hmm. You would commit a second degree, uh, you know, I guess unintentional suicide um, mm. or or homicide mm. with a firearm. That's 10 years. Fuck. These people were just protesting. They got 11. They got more. Yeah. They, and these they are like allegedly. A, and even if, if with they good don't. behavior, they could have murdered somebody accidentally. Yeah. And they would have probably been released. And they, if you're, if, you're yeah. in the, if you're in Connecticut or if you're in New York, L.A., any of these places, you, you could probably get released. Yeah, Eric Adams would just let you out. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, this might be a shorter episode because we lost most of the episode, but I'm hoping this thing mixes pretty well. But um, so my final thoughts on this is cannot can't ignore shit like this. Like this, this is like a big deal. There's literally a plan to round up citizens like it's there yeah and round them up put them in concentration camps and who who else knows what they're gonna do 
That's fucking crazy. We literally, so like also, we, also it's weird. It's like all the fucking protests that went on during 2020. It's like none none of those people got rounded up. No, they didn't. So if they could have implemented that Rex 84 type yeah uh, plans then, but they didn't. Yeah, they just so let it happen. It's rather Rex 84 like we're completely. Like, we're making too big of a thing of fucking Rex 84 to be like, oh, that wouldn't happen. Because, look, they didn't arrest any of the fucking BLM protesters. But it's like, okay, did they not do it because Rex 84 is, like, bullshit and never actually going to happen? Or because those riots were, in fact, orchestrated by the same people who put Rex 84 into exactly. uh, into motion? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not, allegedly. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be a grand scheme of sure. getting, if, I mean, you can, I mean, just look at Obama was, would, would use the intelligence agencies to punish people that didn't, that, that vote, that, that aren't on his side. Use the, use the IRS, use the FBI and like, look what's going on with the Gretchen Whitmer thing. They use the FBI to, to punish people that are on the right. But also I think certain people have more they got they wield a bigger hammer than other people. Like which Justin Whitmer ain't shit. Yeah, like I didn't even know who she was before this thing. And yeah. but like it, she was like a pro vaccine and pro political like the the whole the pro science people they were like, no, they don't really believe in yeah. science, they just believe in their political science. Well one of the great heroes of um, you know, the pandemic, especially with the whole shutdown in Michigan is a uh, a uh, a barber who I believe is in his late seventies. This guy named Carl Mankey, mm-hmm. and he's been a barber his entire life, and he never shut down his shop, even though he was ordered to. And every other, every fucking you know barber shop and salon shut down. Where is this at? It was in Michigan. Good for him. And he just refused to shut down. He's just like, he's like, I've been a barber for something insane, like 50, 60 years, Jesus and he's he just like, if I'm gonna die, it's gonna be died doing this. Good and that's the American way. Like he's, you, and I think Carl Mankey's still alive. He's fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's like I'd rather get COVID from one of my clients and it kills me than stay inside and die let alone. my let my company just completely go under. Yeah, just lay in my bed and wait to die. He's, yeah, and Carl May, he'd re- yeah, he was just like they can come shut me down. Yeah, if they but and I don't I don't think they ever did. I think they threatened him and he was like, fuck you. I'm not shutting down. You're going to have to physically come and pull me out of my barbershop and shut it. Yeah, it's and Gretchen Whitmer fucking back down. And that's just what I'm saying is like and actually that happened in California, too. That happened in Sacramento Mm -hmm. where Gavin Newsom fucking lives. Fucking that happened in uh, I think San Jose. There there was like people who just refused to close down their fucking businesses and like nothing happened to those people. Jesus. Yeah, it's just like it's like. These people are cowards and cowards like you can fucking if you if they try to roll up on you and act like a bully, if you give them any pushback, they will fucking back down. Yeah, that's you know, it's in. I don't know. At some point, I think people are I think people have the American people in general, I think, have it in them to fucking stand up against this type of shit. They just have to fucking have they just have to muster up the will to do it. Mm hmm. It's, so that that leaves me hopeful. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the these people. So you you got to kind of like look at the history of of this country to kind of see 
how they can weaponize shit. Like, just think about what happened after World War II. We have Operation Paperclip. We took in these Nazis who were supposed to be the most evil people on the planet, mm-hmm. and we got them to run our our institutions, like our space programs, our fucking military, like all this shit. They're they're building fucking bombs. They're building rockets. Like these people are 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 deep inside of our government. You don't think they're gonna come up with a system to round up fucking people to put in concentration camps? So I mean. To like to end this episode, I, I apologize for the sh- it being a shorter episode. I don't know how long it is. It probably wasn't an hour. Uh, we're get we're probably gonna end up being just barely under an hour, barely. We're gonna okay, be probably fifty six, fifty seven minutes. Yeah, so we'll 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 be like at around an hour, but like just to end this episode, I I, I guess our best shot as civilians of this country right now is you just gotta stay strapped, have a fuck gun. Just try keep the government afraid of you. Just load up on guns. Get all yeah. the everything and like try to be self sustainable. Maybe distill your own water because they will poison your water. We're gonna run out of water soon. Um, try to grow your own food like that. I think that's important. I think that's what we should be teaching our kids today. Is maybe turn off the news. Kind of like be a good neighbor. Help out your your friends in need. Be a good friend. Learn how to do shit. Like learn how to how to grow your own food. Learn how to cook. Learn how to fucking protect your family. The things that matter. Yeah, like, and, and because those things are going to be harder and harder to do. Because also, and it's not. I don't think it's coincidentally the amount of people who are moving to like Colorado right now mm. is like Colorado is like the new Austin. Like everyone's. Moving there, it's a new cool place to move. But Colorado has all the fucking like all the bunkers for fucking rich people there. Yes, and there's also like probably probably a limitless fresh water supply. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, the Colorado River. Yeah, yeah, and you and you have that's all, where the California gets their water from. They're trying to they're they're just a bunch of water stealers. You have reliable snowfall and yeah, and you know, and lakes and shit like that and. <sighs> A lot of people are moving there, and yeah. I think it, you know that's probably one of the one of the better places you can probably go to to kind of post up. But now it's just it's just gonna get overrun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we did the the plugs in the beginning because we we got yeah. those out of the way. Yeah. But um, yeah. But just to reiterate what's going on, on the Patreon, we 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 saw the three dollar gulag um the gulag gang at three dollars. We have the ten dollar. Now it's called the ten dollar. Um, uh, little St. James Island tier, and then the $20 uh, mega group tier. But the $10 is you get uh, you get the video uh, Patreon as well as the audio. You get access to that. The $20 tier, you, you're going to get the video episode of this, what we're doing right now, two days before everyone else. Plus, you're, we'll be sending you out some stuff pretty soon. As soon as we get this, this, um, all the merch going, we'll, we'll have that going soon. So, so kind of stay tuned in there. We'll, we'll thank you to everybody for, for the Patreon stuff, man. We're still doing yeah. great. It's growing. Uh, we had a few people cancel, but that's it. But they were all replaced with new Patreon subscribers. So it, it's definitely growing. Audio's growing. YouTube, we're still in YouTube prison. So 
So find us on Rumble. I have another YouTube channel, which is, I don't know if it's even listed, but I, I use it for, for Patreon. But yeah, you have any, any final thoughts on anything? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Stay strapped. Uh, acquire useful skills. Because when the end of the world comes, you're, you you want to be uh, you want to be master blaster. You know what I mean. You want to be the guy who makes electricity out of uh, pig shit. You know. You want to be a useful human. You don't want to be one of these people who's completely dependent on somebody else to take care of everything. Yeah. Because you're you'll just be used as a I don't know slave labor maybe and. Um, or you'll just be used as f- ground up for food for yeah. poor people. You'll be food for the slaves. <laughs> yeah. That's- so, re- re- yeah. So it's important to research these topics like Rec City 4, FEMA camps. Um, like all the stuff we talk about, it's, it's all stuff that's happening in, in real time, but no one's really talking about it. So um, we should have, we'll, we'll have an episode next week. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about something a little lighter like Flat Earth. <laughs> yeah maybe uh but yeah we will we'll catch you next week i, I i'm really hoping this episode will mix as well <laughs> but but yeah we'll catch you guys next week yes